0: Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio Hotler. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about uh, um, that. Technical goodies.
1: Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. (laughs)
2: Like <laughs> it's not a video podcast.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. G'day, viewers. Welcome to episode seventy-seven of Radio Hotlap, that zany podcaster takes a light-hearted look at the world of local, international, and mo- international motorsport. He
0: stumbled <laughs> he verbally, stumbled. and he's. Can you go a bit faster? A bit so faster, so viewers can really hear. what well, I'm trying to get it in early as so we go okay. down the pub to the arm of the VU party. <laughs> viewers, this is obviously going to be a uh, one-hour episode condensed into thirty minutes. Go, Johnny. No, no. no. <laughs> and uh, barbecues and technology and all that other stuff and all that other stuff indeed
2: jp and welcome to the show again thank you johnny rusty um, sausage as usual rusty sausage.com oh, Rust. and we have a guest we do he can introduce Agent. himself <laughs> it's chris from oh, v8 central it is chris from v8,
1: chris from v8 central again Howdy, oh people. chris i'm in i'm in adelaide again for the clips also Yes. Got tagged into this.
2: We're here at yep. uh, Radio Hutlap World headquarters as the sausage goes round the corner. Good on the straights, not go. good She's on the bends. Having a bark. Someone's walking down the street. Clipsal Eve mm. in yes. Adelaide. The temperature has dropped, plummeted yes. even from a yes. stinking 39 degrees last night. JP.
0: It was. To and then that 19, 19
2: this morning at 2 a.m. When the yep. The uh,
0: and the clouds blew th- blew through. And I could almost hear you. Sniffing and snorting. <laughs> <Killing>. <laughs> at, about, <laughs> at about two o'clock this morning, when suddenly there was this big gust of wind through the open window at home and I woke up and there was that voice that said, what's the chance of a spot of rain? <laughs> and yes. it rained. It a very probably didn't famous, rain down here, but it rained up my way.
2: A very famous saying from the 2000 Clipsal 500 <laughs> Adelaide, was. the first Clipsal 500 yes, Adelaide in, in fact. The one where we did the big corporate thing. We did. And we made a video. We never really quite finished it, but it's sort of quite funny. <laughs> it we, is we're fun. probably ready to put a podcast version out there and let the viewers have a bit of a yeah, listen to it. Chop it up a bit. Anyway, we'll promise things that we'll never get around yeah, to Yeah, you'll it.
0: never see it, viewers. Don't worry about it. That's like the video. Now, interestingly, you should say that because International poorly learned about my we- my, uh, my getting married from the Radio Hotline Hotlap podcast. Um, but when you finally gave me the DVD last week, there's videos on there. And we, we did two videos to go up on the website about the fact that because I got married and was going on honeymoon, we wouldn't be doing any radio hot lap for three weeks. We must have got pissed. We must have. And you must have forgot. It was a very there. hot day. It was a hot there day. Was a lot of Im-
2: there was a lot of photos, weren't there? So it's yeah, pretty yeah. hard to go through anyway. all that. Well, big big Truck. <laughs> oh, no, right. we, we will be actually having some other people arriving shortly um, in the... In the in, the, uh, in a, Brits a, a, van. a Brit's van. A Brit's yes, van, They've now. gone high end. It's no one other than that returned to the ute racing scene, Jack Ellsgood, and um, his, uh, his, his two mechanics... Uh, that's <laughs> them, go, yes, oh, hello. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lindsay? No, not no. Lindsay. Eric Lindsay, angry, yeah. Eric Stanford, who yep. uh, runs the yellow XY for Jack in the Bianti series, yep. and well-known appendix J historic Bianti racer himself, Greg Topher, so, uh, also known as Angry. So um, <laughs> we'll just put them on hold for a sec because they'll just come along and
0: interrupt us. Yeah, they'll us. interrupt us and they'll, ah, yeah, yeah, going, boys, So we may as well stop for a second. Welcome back, viewers. We've just had to expand the show to take in. <laughs> Keithy George, Jack Ellsgood with a
2: not a good ear.
3: <laughs> no, the not ear's fine, ear. but it's, it's, hello, listeners. Oh, hello, viewers. <laughs>
2: viewers, <laughs> viewers. It's But we've already told you because there's no video. Concert. That confuses them.
3: Right, of course. You mate, see, so when, we, when we do a video, it, is the
2: video version, we call them listeners. That's, That's right. Beta, nice. uh, how's your pale ale? Pale ale's <laughs> good, actually. It's the first one I've had in a while. It's <laughs> good nice to see it. Very, very crisp. <laughs> <laughs> JP, what are you having? I got a tiger, as it happens. You do, indeed. Hmm, Chris.
1: I'm on the bourbon. Tap water.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the rack, and the racket lamb. The rack of well Jack, you're down here again, mate. Uh, can you believe it? It's like Groundhog Day
3: with you. It is. Every time I come here it's like Groundhog Day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean <laughs>
3: but you're not here to drive <laughs> a piranha this time, you're here to drive you. Well that's right, yes. Um,
0: so you don't have a, you don't have that co driver nagging
3: you in the ear again anymore. <laughs> well I can't <laughs> escape him. Now I've got him I've got him here and as it happens, <laughs> he's now gonna be uh, on the radio for the uh, for the races actually so oh no, no. I, I just can't <laughs> escape it i'm on the What's bad on? ear though so you'll still <laughs> bad get,
1: you'll still get turn right turn left turn right as you're going around <laughs> it's right you'll be coming up with the hairpin break, break. Break. <laughs> before right <laughs> before
3: right
2: <laughs> well jack just in all seriousness um you know you haven't had a chat to the viewers for for a while um maybe you can just it's been it was a tough time at uh, the very last uh, race of the year when you made us all pretty much in concrete just uh, give give the viewers your uh, your thoughts on that and why you're back here to give it another go.
3: Well, <coughs> oh. yeah, it was pretty uh, it was pretty uh, <laughs> disappointing. The, <laughs> they're the two mechanics looking after the cup well, this week. wouldn't have been tough for Eric Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not that they yeah, know. No, it was very disappointing. I, I um, I only had to finish 20th or thereabouts in the last race. I had two choices. I could go out there and just cruise around, I suppose, and. Um, you know, and just you know, collect a few enough points to win the win the um, win the event. But I don't know. You see, so many tennis players, and uh, you know, they get to that, that point where they just choke, and oh, there's no way in the world I could I could do that. So I just went out and raced as hard as I could, as I've done pretty much all year. And on top of that, I wanted to finish the year with a victory, like I started the year. Um, basically, really through no fault of my own, the tire delaminated. It's the first tyre that uh, that's happened to the Yokohama tyres, it's, it's a controlled tyre, um, rubber come off the tyre, took out the wiring harness and uh, the car stopped going down the straight. So that's what happened in a nutshell, yes very disappointed but um, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm over it but I... Force myself to try and get it over it as quickly as possible. Yeah, at the, at the time, I
2: suppose the last thing you wanted to see was you know the the inside of a year or a racetrack. But um, you know the Christmas break, obviously the hunger's still there to uh, as a, from a championship point of view, that that's what you want to win.
3: So that's the reason you're back. Well, the car's on the market, and I do want to get into something faster. Now, the way that our franchise agreement is structured is that if I don't compete well, then you know you get fined and uh, Cooper's uh, supporting me, um, you know, as I see fit. So if I want to continue, they'll continue to support me. So at this point in time, um, I've dedicated myself to the first three rounds being uh, obviously Clipsill, Eastern Creek, and uh, Barbagello. a track that I've never raced before. And then I'll probably, actually I'll probably reassess it after Eastern Creek. Um, if I've got a buyer, well then, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll move on, but you know, if I'm leading after three rounds, you know, I don't know who's to say you know what's going to happen then I might stay on, I might not.
2: Looking at the um, at the venues for the year it's uh, exciting to see that Bathurst is uh, one of the rounds and also for the first time as you said with the third round everyone's going over to the west that's great for Grant Johnson who uh, is the champion um, and probably good for exposing the whole whole concept around the country.
3: Yeah absolutely we've um a few private promoters have tried to get us over to Barbagello for a couple of years now, but it just never seemed to have fit in with our calendar. Um, this year, obviously, on the uh, supercar bill, there's going to be a lot of happy West Australians seeing us over there. And um, it's a, as I said, I've never been there before. It's a pretty, pretty fast uh, circuit, so It'd be great explosion, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think it, that really would cap off total, I suppose, nationality of of the actual. Um, category. Yep. Because we're everywhere else we're Tasmania, Northern Territory, Queensland, the only place really we haven't raced is ACT. Well, I suppose you could call that (laughs) Winton. Well, (laughs) I mean, the greasy, meaty country. Victoria, Johnny. I know, but it's it's (laughs) the old GMC is not going to get... I I think uh, (laughs) uh, your Wakefield Park's closer to uh, ACT. Oh, right, okay,
2: fair (laughs) enough. Well, look, I'm no geologist.
4: Geologist. (laughs) Geologist. (laughs) Yeah, but
2: uh, yeah. with a, um, a trip to the west, also comes the added expense and logistics of travelling across four thousand kilometres. Then immediately on to Darwin. How do you plan to do that? Will you, you know, the, the costs are, are high, no, obviously no, I transporting. I haven't thought Well, we're doing a little, ahead. doing a little podcast up through um, Cable Beach Resort <laughs> <laughs> What's at Broome, where we have a nice, little, nice I've little. I've been uh, to Broome. i would love like to go, go. go. And and Nice little scampies. The scampies nice. the yeah. they wash up on the shore.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Barbecue. <laughs> Yeah, you can turn into a, like a Layland Brothers tour and just you know live off the land from um, Perth to Darwin. I prefer an Obi Mangle style event, but <laughs> no, anyway. <no, laughs> yeah. Wonder why that would be. Well, <laughs> he's on a boat though, isn't he?
2: Well, we can put he the car days, on a barge.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: okay. mm. You have turned your hand recently to um, tarmac rallying, mate. You're, you're obviously enjoying that. <laughs> One part of it, anyway. <laughs>
3: and yeah, the driving. Yeah, it's, been, it's been fun. It's a fun car. Still trying to sort it out, but um, who's that yeah, tosser
2: look- you got working with you?
3: <laughs> well, I, would, I wouldn't say he works, but there's definitely a tosser <laughs> next to me, and uh, his name's John Hart. Okay. There you That's go. That's the same guy who put a podcast up where he lost
0: track of where his notes were.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I was run. only fair that I would show that and be, you know,
3: be honest. And well, just you know know very honest. That was actually the best run that he actually did. That's <laughs> what went up. The, the other runs. <laughs> was, I've lost my notes. Oh, hang on, I've got them now. Wait a minute. Uh, Left,
0: through, right. Yep, yep. keep going. (laughs) He was telling us that that was his worst run. That was the only one where he lost his place. It was
2: the only one I lost my place.
0: I'm off my notes.
2: (laughs) I'm off you. (laughs) I'm just off my head. The, um... But Jackie, like uh, the Piranha, obviously that's a really good call of, of yours to, to bring that car online and it seems to be, maybe it's a case of if, when you're not involved with cars like that, you don't hear about them, you don't notice them doing things elsewhere, but all of a sudden, Piranha is the hot ticket. And last weekend in Rally Tasmania, um, Cameron Waring and Beck Cochran took outright victory in the Classic class, yeah. um, and uh, Dave McDonough with the South Australian, another South Australian C3 uh, Piranha also, third. So you've got um, two piranhas in the top three and um, we didn't go.
3: Well, that's why there's not three in the top three. But, um, <laughs> Very good, Jack. Yeah, well, as you said, I mean, i never even heard of a piranha uh, up until probably two years ago. And when I did hear about them, you know, I decided to buy one. It's been a, a pretty good buy, I think. What sort of um, what other options did you have that you were thinking about? So either, either going to be that or the um, Tommaso Pantera, mm. but um, <coughs> the DTMASO just a bit of a nightmare with uh, with parts. Obviously, a yeah. Capri, you know, you can you can find parts fairly what? easily, and they're much much cheaper. And on top of that, the um, the a much lighter car um, than a Piranha. And I had a, a good chat to Andrew Medecki, who's who's building a Piranha and uh, who has raced uh, Target Tasmania in a Pantera. And, um, yeah, he, he, he said that, you know, the Pantera would be, would be the way to go, so that's the uh, the car I decided to, to buy.
2: The Piranha that we're running is a C2 car, yet would be up against C3 cars for an outright victory in the classic uh, category. What, uh, what are the plans to be able to bring that C2 car up to the pace of C3s without turning it into a C3 car?
3: Well, if you have a look at um, the classic Adelaide where you're given suppose uh, a little bit of a handicap for having a C2 car as opposed to a C3 uh, three car it's a car that you can still win out well you can still win classic outright this doesn't sound right but mm. under a handicap situation so and that's that's obviously our goal for uh, so there are some secret the improvements year. coming in the, in the pipeline secret that's a there no, we're, no we'll we're going to change camshafts and I'm going to change diff gearing we're going to leave the, uh, the, the gearbox as is and um, what else we're we going to do? Raise the uh, the rear ride height. And um, well, I think that's about it, really.
2: Enlisted a bit of help from uh, Ted Robinson of Ballarat. He's no stranger to Fords. He certainly knows how to make him
3: go good. Yeah, absolutely. Had a good chat with him, and he is the man that um, that actually, you know, he was watching the car go, and when I mean, everyone that's seen the car goes seems to be fairly impressed with it. But a comment that he made is that just too busy on the steering wheel and um, that's because just you know th- a lot of the time you just got to be revving the absolute ring out of it um, just with the camshaft I've got in it that makes its power up from about 5,000 onwards and um, really what we need to do is bring that power curve on well, flatten it out and bring it on much sooner. We can then uh, afford to drive a gear taller and uh, have both hands on the steering wheel and and, and take the corners a bit quicker. Well Jack, uh, looking forward to uh, getting back in that car at uh, Threadbow Sprint
2: at the end of end of May and I hope you do well this weekend at uh, yeah, Eclipse or right. 500 in the V8 Yeats. But don't go away now because we're going on to another topic that I think will be of interest to everybody and I think everyone needs to be able to throw a little bit of a, uh, something in on this, uh, this will be something in it for all of us, yeah. is the uh, virtually the IRL and car, CHAMP car merger yes. has just about been signed off. That may mean that uh, the uh, that the uh, the Surfers Paradise race may or may not go ahead, but if it does it'll be a uh, it'll be a um oh, well, a, a non-championship I, 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 event. Chample, uh race, won't it? Sorry? Chample Your Chample race, Chample. chample <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well uh, it mate, you know a fair bit about this subject, you know. <laughs> what can you tell
4: us? <laughs>
2: But Tony George, (laughs) Keithy's brother, (laughs) has um, put a pretty um, pretty (laughs) uh, handy little package together. He's offered uh, each of the cart uh, team owners uh, a $1.2 million cash package um, and a supply of engine and engine and um, en- or maybe engines and the new chassis to be able to compete provided that they do attend all of the IRL races of the season. Now the chassis is a Dolara and uh, chassis currently Champ Car ran Panos and this week they mm. were told to down tools so that would then obviously leave the question what would happen to Pan-Oz and its Pan-Oz chassis other than having a lot of hell of a lot of spare parts?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, <clears throat> I asked this question of our international Paulie. Oh, I knew you would. And, and uh, he, um, who is uh, over in England looking after the Champ, uh, uh, the Super League Formula, who just happens to be <laughs> taking Pan-Oz chassis yes. for the Super League Formula. So he thought, geez, that was, uh, that was pretty good. But um, yeah, it like, uh, looks like uh, PKV and Forsyth and Newman Haas are going to refill two cars and, and Walker, which Derek Walker, yep. which I suppose we could be tied up with Team Australia, looks like, and Dale Coyne Racing is going to provide one car. So who knows what's going to happen. Uh, looks like the Matigi date's been shifted from the Japan date, which was clashing with the Long Beach kart race, has been moved out later in the year. And we'll have to wait and see whether um, uh, Will Power gets a drive. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Uh, interesting. It's going to be very interesting from, from a driver perspective. For sure.
2: And it also more interestingly was that um, uh, Simon the Frenchman, Simon, Canadian Frenchman Simon Pan- Panjou, I can't mm. pronounce his name, but anyway you know the guy who was in the second pa- uh, champ car team, uh, that's, uh, the second uh, team Australia car was uh, testing FIA GT and LMS this week in Europe. Mm. So uh, sports car bound no doubt will probably be the way Seems to be a lot of people going
0: sports car racing. Sports car racing seems to have really, really turned around and picked up in the last two seasons, I reckon. it's uh, it's, it's come on strong as a as a decent category again, I think. In particularly in Europe, it's been driven by Europe, but uh, I reckon it will spread everywhere. Well, we've only got you only got to look at GTS here. That's certainly that, that category's uh, improved like crazy in the last two seasons.
2: It has. It'll seem to improve a little bit more from what it, uh, the, the poor turnout that was there at Eastern Creek. But uh, as the new season uh, for V8 Supercars uh, dawns tomorrow, Keithy, what are your predictions? I'm sorry, mate. I was oh, V8 Supercars, you. what are your predictions, mate? What's but the mates, plan?
3: What's the plan, my predictions? What, who do you reckon is going to do any good? And mate, I think Courtney. Courtney's a favourite of mine. I think he's always going to be up there. And Tanda's obviously going to be strong both sequential shifters winter bottom yeah um yeah but it's gonna be interesting to see how these cars go if they're any quicker does anyone know how how they went at testing were they any faster with uh with the sequential shifter
1: Uh, i'm not sure i know i know who was faster and who was especially at winter i think tanda was fastest right and then down from there but i think scafey's keeping the h pattern a lot of the queensland teams are going to sequential so Mm.
2: Some of the drivers have experience, like Courtney, with sequential gearboxes. From his, uh, I reckon you
1: know racing. what's going to happen is if the sequential's faster, they'll all be doing that. <coughs> in yeah, a few weeks. True, yeah, if the H pattern's faster, they'll all move back to that. Cool. If it's fifty-fifty, my, then my understanding just be is that reference.
3: the the gearbox is exactly the same. It's just the shifter. Yeah, yeah. So the linkage is a little bit different. It couldn't be really any faster because you're not going to have any sort of taxation on um, drivetrain. Because it's going through the exact same. Oh, it's, gear. Just, same. it's just it's yeah. just simply
2: b- you'll, the the ability to miss a gear, will That's will it, be yeah. removed. But I mean, as a driver, do you do you go across fourth to second sometimes and miss third? And so, could that be of use?
3: <coughs> well, <coughs> you do. Um, but the gearbox in a supercar, to a you are very very different. And but generally speaking, as a driver, would you take advantage of that in an H pattern that you couldn't have in sequential? Totally depends on the car. But you know, like. It just sometimes it's, it's you know qualifying you'll go from a, a fourth to a second because it's fast and you only want to do it for you know one or two laps but you're better off going down through the gears because it keeps the, the car better balanced um, by doing it that way so uh, you know but those guys god they've got that much experience i'm sure they can deal but, with it but would you way. be
1: confident if you're in a corner where you're actually going from fifth to second or fourth to second you know going down several gears let's say fourth to second how confident are you in a sequential box of going 4-3-2? That's like
3: two ticks. Well, it's not as if they're going to be using the clutch anyway. So they're going to be... And a lot of these guys are left for breaking, yep. okay? And they're just get, going to give it a blip every single time they, you know, knock it down a gear. So I don't think it's going to be an issue for them at mm-hmm. all. If you're going to use the clutch and, you you know, you got the clutch in and all of a sudden you've got to go, go through them all, well, then, yeah, you're going to lose time. But the way they're set up, you don't need to do it with it.
0: All will be revealed in the it next will, few yeah. days. <laughs> All will be revealed Friday morning onwards, really. What else is news, qualifying. boys? What else is news? Oh, Over to you, JP. Um, just as sort of a, a flow on from uh, last week's show, um, where we were talking about cams. Yes. And uh, how they're uh, losing their grip on the competitors' licensing. And, uh, running downhill. Um, it appears that the uh, 2008 and 2009 Tiger Taz events are going to be run under the Australian Autosport Alliance.
2: Saving each competitor average $450. dollars
0: on insurance costs and they're still being covered by Lloyds of London uh, the insurers that Cam uses, CAMS uses. So uh, very very interesting. It's the um, only difference
2: is that the CAMS stewards won't have leather patches
0: on their sleeves. Well very very uh, <laughs> true uh, they won't and it's yeah I, I don't know it, it is this the signal that you know that the end is nigh as CAM's really, really losing its grip on uh, on Australian motorsport.
2: Well, I think it, only time will tell. I think there's been a lot of, um, you know, unhappiness there with overzealous behaviour by CAM stewards and you know nitpicking. I think they're looking for a bit of a change and maybe this is what's required well, to I some extent. Yeah, uh, financial relief is a good thing, obviously.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's a new era too in terms of. Uh, just the whole, I don't know, the, the whole way that people are viewing the sport and everything else now and maybe, maybe, maybe it's time for a change, maybe, maybe it could be a good thing. So, be interesting to see what
4: it's comes out nothing like a bit of that.
0: competition though, is there? Oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean,
3: it's just, it's got to encourage cams to lift their game, And, and it's going to benefit you know? the, uh, the consumer being the, the racing car driver yep. and hopefully that's with, um, now cams do provide a pretty good service. Oh, absolutely. But, um, at the end of the day, you've got to compete at a yeah. commercial level and... Uh...
2: They might have just got a little bit complacent. They probably just need a little bit, well, bit of a hurry-up yeah, in that
0: respect. And so. this might just be enough to do that. Yeah? Now, on another note, um, I noticed that uh, it was Valentino Rossi's 29th birthday the other day, at the beginning of the uh, Jerez testing uh, in uh, Supervice. And, he got uh, a nice present. He, uh, well, apparently he wore a special helmet for the, uh, for the event, but... Uh, he, he actually celebrated his birthday, I heard, by paying the Italian taxation office.
2: 54 million.
0: 56, I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. Yes, because 56, he
2: wasn't declaring it. And he went, It's better to be and pay my bills and, and be happy than to yeah, worry about all exactly, oh, this yeah, nice
0: stuff. That's, that's, that's a not a bad tax bill for the years 2001 to 2007. We'll just give the Italian oh, tax man 56 go. Just, grand. If we run into him, he can 56 shout.
2: 56 grand. Yeah, fifty six Million. Million, yeah.
3: Million.
0: yeah. Sorry. Did I
3: say Not so lira. 56 yeah. million. USD. Yeah, yeah, that's USD. Yeah. That, that's a great sign. People normally you know, blow up about paying tax. But yeah. you know, if you're paying 56 million, you, what are you, you, should earning? Have, you shouldn't have too many complaints, <laughs> should you?
0: <laughs> unbelievable.
3: What are you <laughs> earning to pay 56 million? Well,
0: oh. yeah,
2: a lot of endorsements going oh, on there. Oh man, yeah.
0: unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Well, Ralph Shoemaker has decided to turn up in uh, the the the, the, oh, the DTM, God, the DTM Championship, dog. and so. <laughs> the...
0: Oh, here we go! Oh, Rust's getting aggro. Oh, dogs
2: dogs
3: fine. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> She's the same colour. <laughs> huh? No worries. Oh, I left the roller
2: shutter open, and the dogs came in.
0: Sorry about that, viewers, Uh, we just had a little bit of a dog action. But it's
2: confirmed by the snapping sausage in the (laughs) background. Yeah, Yeah, uh, as I was saying, Ralph has uh, decided to make a move to... um To uh, DTM uh, with Mercedes, which is obviously great for for the sport. Um, He seems a little bit hesitant, but uh, others have talked him up, saying, "Look, I think you would be absolutely on the money." But it's a very competitive uh, tin top series.
3: Certainly is. That'd
2: be something to go and see, wouldn't it, Keithy? A DTM race.
3: Yeah, absolutely. They're uh, they're good to watch on TV and. The, the, great, the best thing about watching a DTM race, live was obviously you've got to be in Europe, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sparkles. So
0: who's buying the tickets? Exactly. For well, I heard that, yeah. uh, you know,
3: they race Mercs in that, don't they?
0: They do. He is racing yeah, for well, Mercedes. That, well, so, you know, I mean, like you and Jack, when you were over there, do the Sparkles. We raced, a thing, thing. We raced, from, um, raced to Merk from Frankfurt uh, to Belgium, actually.
4: Yeah. We did. <laughs> you
0: got plenty I, of experience. I agree with the chick and the GPS on the way, wasn't it? And John wasn't even giving, giving you the, um, you know... Seven right. and no, that was the GPS. All left,
2: wide All I managed stuff. to do was scrape it, in the way into <laughs> the is... hotel. yes oh. Oh.
1: boys. Me. No, don't, don't even, even do that. go there. Don't even go there.
2: So that that would be good. I'd like to see more uh more DTM on. Uh, what is it, Eric? Fox
0: Sports. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, oh,
1: boys. Oh, I'm off to get another cooper's Yep, Any absolutely. Yeah, great uh, idea, Jack. I thank you. Thank you.
0: He's done it again. He has. He? <laughs> now, viewers, I've got a witness here to let you know why we have all these pregnant pauses in the show. Chris, tell the viewers what just happened. Old, <laughs> uh,
1: as usual, Johnny <laughs> JP's left in the lurch because Jack goes, "I'm going to get a beer," and John just stands up, waves with his arms as if to mean, carry on. on while I'm not yeah. here and, and ratchet off." Yeah. So Brilliant. he's away from the microphone, organising beers and bloody, you know, right. where's,
0: where's this And so I'm going to have to do my usual thing and go, alright, well, what am I going to talk about next? Nothing that we can segue into, obviously, because the person who would usually be helping me do that isn't here. So, there's going to be another Round Australia trial. Can you believe that? Only it's not Round Australia. It's only actually round about a third of Australia. And it's not
1: sponsored by NZ at all?
0: No, it's not Red X either but um, yeah there's going to be a, a 14th round Australia um, red centre to the Gold Coast so they uh-huh. start in Alice Springs on September the 8th and they finish in the Gold Coast on September the 20th that wouldn't be you no, know, that would be too early for um, Indy wouldn't it? yeah Indy so, like after yeah. mid, mid to October. October yeah yeah so uh, anyway apparently it's going to uh, be uh, held on a lot of roads never used before in around Australia mostly unsealed outback roads and all the vehicles are going to be pre-1986. Um, competitors will spend several nights sleeping under the stars as they did during the original Red X trial. How about that? So it uh, could be uh, could be interesting. Um, I can always remember the last uh, the last trial um, through that that came through South Australia. I mean, what's the what's the one with the the Barocchi one? Um Australia Valley yep and uh, that was 1979 from memory and I just moved into a house up at Happy Valley and the cars actually came through the back way and went down Chandler's Hill so we were able to sit and watch them all go by it was very good pretty good 7,000 yeah. k's yeah so oh yeah it's not bad not bad at all yeah. Well, we, we should ask Johnny what, what's next now, yeah, just exactly. so he can pretend he's here. No, I think that <laughs> should, while while he's the just fridge, passing by. What <laughs> we should be doing is he's,
2: he's, he's giving a bit of a Chris a bit of a hand, saying what a great job he's, job he's done with V8 Central over the year, and absolutely, uh, uh, it's a, you know he doesn't uh, doesn't get paid a lot for it, even though it's his, his baby. He's got a huge uh, install base there, and how's it all been going?
1: I'm very busy, I think. Uh, even though eclipsal's about a, a month early this year or,
0: yeah, a three, weeks, early or something. three weeks early I'll touch on it uh, in a minute actually it was, yeah.
1: there's just been so much stress in the forums it's, it should have actually been a month earlier than what it is okay, is that right? Now, it's, oh, well, people you know, have been gearing up like well, the silly season this year has been really silly hasn't it so yeah, there's been so yeah, many changes and you go okay and all the changes are finished and then there's more changes Yes. and then there's Craig Gore changes well, and I was then going
0: say then you get a week away and then WPS yeah. goes nah sorry we, we're out of here
1: and and then as as what's happened is even before round one of 2008 we're still talking about what's going to happen in 2009 so it's just auto
0: action yeah like
1: settle down a bit guys and wait for the racing to start
3: (laughs) just on your just on um v8 central you've got a, a few different topics there what what would be the percentage on on each i suppose area supercars would obviously have to dominate
1: um yeah, well, I've, I've got some stats that say that um, supercars, 25% of our people go straight to the supercars thread, or the supercars forum, and you c- I can't actually tell where they go from there, but I'd say most of them just sit in there. Um, but then you've got actually a good mix of people who go to the utes and the production cars and, you know, Formula 1, A1GP, especially when that was in town, that was a... a Do big you have thing. anything on tarmac rally? I did actually post the YouTube clip on the Tarmac <laughs> <Did you>? Rally. <laughs> I gave you some YouTube love. I actually put it in the Tarmac Rally. So there you go. There you go. there's Was one thread There you go. Oh, nice Coopers. Yeah, it is a nice Coopers.
2: It's uh, it's uh, my uh, my brother. Last name Hollick. First name Elko <laughs> Sure has cab serve. <clears throat> Idiot. You can't. Uh, if you couldn't afford an iPod, you can now. What are they, $49 or something? The Shuffle, iPod shuffles dropped down. $69 today. $69, yeah. yep. Or
3: 65 was it?
2: Very, very cheap. <laughs> for an iPod, $65. Anyway, bloody cheap.
3: And, and, and how's that? Is that the small one? Yeah, like yeah the, one the game tiny, tiny, tiny yeah.
2: little one that yeah. you'd use one at, the, at the gym
3: without a screen. So. Yeah. Oh, this, okay. the, the, the one that clips on your lapel, lapel or whatever. But what's whatever. the normal size one worth now? Oh. I'm still yet to get one. 29
0: Jack's up with technology. 199 for the base model, but even that may have changed overnight. Well, who oh, knows? It's still one ninety nine, or oh. it's down to $169, oh, yeah, one sixty nine. But
2: there's a lot of easy there. No worries. That one there. How much is that? We'll there's get a, you one. There's a fair bit oh, of stuff happening
0: in the in the iPod
2: and space because whilst the Shuffle has dropped down in price and they've introduced a two gigabyte, they've also dumped the uh, the Xserve RAID off the off the product line. Oh. But more interestingly <laughs> is that we'll be able to. Alan Simonsen will just be over the moon because now on BBC on BBC shows will be on iTunes. He'll be able to download the. Little Britain episodes because <laughs> <laughs> I want it <laughs> and uh, Apple has uh, successfully deployed their take-two version of the Apple TV but are now looking at issues associated with a 24-hour rental now you knew that you could buy rent, rent a video a box blockbuster in HD format um, uh, and had 30 days to play once you started it, uh, it was 24 hours for you to finish it. Yes. But if I started it at 7pm in the evening and then I watched one hour of it and then I started at half past six the following day, you know, what was the scenario? Uh, that they, it, tested it it, they tested did it, it. yes, like? it did allow them to run to finish it, but right. if they stopped it and started it after, say, seven o'clock, it would say, look, you're going to have to purchase this again.
1: Right, extra day. So it's
2: a, it's a mm. bit of a worry.
1: Can I just go back to the Little Britain thing yes, for a minute? Yes, please. You're saying that you can actually download these TV shows in Australia through iTunes? No, no I didn't no, say that. I that's never
0: Australia.
1: <laughs> just was <always> worth
2: <laughs> check. But let's just say that if you had a login uh, and an account which was created in a different part of the world... Ah, uh-huh, then you can do And you it. had a US credit card. Or a British credit card. Yeah, or or, or an yeah. or, or international Paulie's address. Yeah, that's then right. What
3: about a but, visa and just like go every country?
2: Well, they're not in every country.
3: Would they, they do? The, would
1: they do VIP checking? Mm. Well, no, no, no they check It's the most accepted. <laughs> 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 I can see where this was going. Uh, it's
0: worry, but so. that, what, what, what that? While we're on the subject of renting movies, what's happened this week? Finally, we've got a decision, viewers. There's been a war, and it's a war, and there's been so few shots fired. Most people don't even know that the war's been on. Salvos, exactly. HD, DVD versus, versus Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Oh, That's okay. Right. And the winner is... Blu-ray! Blu-ray is in yes. the left corner. Sony. Sony Which Sony means if you've got a Sony PlayStation 3, 4.
2: you can rest happily. The that will be the viewers need standard a little bit of history on
0: this.
1: And if, and if, you've, got a H, a if you've got a HD DVD recorder, sell it quick! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> sell it quick and all yeah. your movies on eBay right now. That's right. <laughs> Going back about, probably about four and a half, five years ago now, Sony and uh, Toshiba were the main... Uh, driving force in HD DVD both sat down and said well okay what's going to be the next thing after DVD and high def TV was on the way and so they basically came up each each one respectively with what they thought was going to be the way to go Uh, Sony came up with Blu-ray Toshiba uh, came up with uh, HD DVD Uh, Blu-ray appeared to be right from the outset from my perspective at least uh, probably the superior of the two formats But as we know from the past, if you look at uh, Beta versus versus VHS, um, the best doesn't always win and the reason that Beta didn't beat VHS was that Sony at the time uh, Beta came out demanded a royalty payment from everybody using that technology and demanded a royalty payment for everybody producing the media for that format. So if you made a Betamax movie, you actually had to pay Sony 20 cents for every movie that you sold effectively. Um, Sony actually shot themselves in the foot uh, with that um, by the royalty factor and everyone said no well VHS they don't charge royalties we'll go that way. Uh, Then the next thing was CDs versus uh, recordable um, mini discs and same deal Sony wanted royalties blah 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 everyone went stuff that we'll go CDs. Um, and then now we've come Mm. to uh, the same thing all over again and it was a war that they were they were touted for quite a while that they were going to lose because apparently the porn manufacturers were all behind HD DVD because Sony uh, have got this thing where you know they're not going to endorse that in any way shape or form but uh, no uh, they've come to the fore Apple just incidentally backed Blu-ray right from the word go. Microsoft backed HD but DVD. But Apple would have played both consortiums, would it not? No, Apple was very much Blu-ray oriented. But right they weren't. The they weren't go.
2: mutually exclusive. The protagonists of each. No, they the, the weren't. Exclusive, but
0: they were. Like Apple openly announced that they were pro Blu-ray and and not pro HD DVD, and Microsoft went HD DVD. And then suddenly, in the last two or three months, we've had all this turnaround. Um, First of all, uh, Warner Brothers, I think it was certainly one of the major uh, US studios that had gone in the HD-DVD direction suddenly turned around and said no we're not backing that anymore, we're actually going Blu-Ray which is where some of the other major studios were Um, and then Walmart said well we're not going to stock HD-DVD titles anymore Toshiba got jittery, cut the price of uh, HD DVD players, and really the rest is history. And I read today that Toshiba's shares have actually gone up, five cents a piece or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, because, don't waste any more money. <laughs> exactly, and that's exactly what it's been. The, the Japanese people who own shares in Toshiba have all gone, thank God we're out of that, let's mm. get on with doing how, what we know how to do. So there you go. The war is over. Long live Blu-ray.
1: Problem with all the people with these uh, Xbox 360s with the HD DVD players in them. (laughs) There you go. Well,
2: very good. The um, Le Mans 24-hour in June um, have uh, had their the entries finalised. 55 entries um, and about uh, eight reserves. A a huge field of uh, LMP1 prototypes. And very interestingly, there is the um, new. Lola Aston Martin which will be driven none other than uh, by uh, Thomas Engie and Stefan Muke who actually today tested on dailysportscar.com, the world's best sports car website you will find uh, images there of them testing there today so extremely interesting and it's also a closed cockpit car because mm. the rules do change um, coming into 2009 about uh, closed cockpit. Yep. There are three um, Audi R10s uh, and there are three uh, um, Peugeot 908 yep. uh, HDI FAPs, whatever, all with X ex- Formula One drivers, yes, and we talked was, about that last yep. week, didn't we? Uh, which had collectively had like something like 300 Grand Prix but uh, <laughs> amongst them, um, interestingly, two of the Audis are entered by Audi North America, and the third is the Yerst car, which is typically what uh, the factory runs out of out of Europe. Plus two Spider RS um in lmp2 that we haven't seen running outside of american Le Mans series notably the dhl cars with uh penske cars with ryan briscoe um so that's looking like it's going to be a really really good um Mm. a good good uh, race and i suppose all will be revealed on the 1st of June when the official test day. Will Alan Simonson be getting a drive? Well, uh, he one of the cars that he drove uh, earlier in the year, the Felbermaier Proton, uh, has got a, an, an entry and another is in reserve. Um, um, so, as is the um, Tafel Racing Ferrari 430 that uh, he will be sharing with uh, Lucky Pierre Erette at um, Sebring on the weekend of the Australian Grand Prix very good. Jack are you uh, disappearing?
1: Just for one minute,
0: (laughs) (laughs) only a minute
1: he's a very polite polite racing car
0: driver. While you're looking for that just a quick comment about I mean those those of you viewers who aren't actually here at uh, the Clipsall this weekend uh, may not be aware of this but uh, those who get there tomorrow certainly will be um, we mentioned it on a show back before Christmas that uh, V8 Supercars was endorsing a new beer supplier this year. But just to remind those of you who are going to the track, no more VB, Green Death is out and Yellow Death is in. We're now up for uh, the dreaded 4X at track, <laughs> track, and it, it'll so be and it'll be that your, half strength for it breakfast. Johnny at 9.30 in the morning will no longer be green, it will be yellow.
2: Well let me tell you, when I've got Coopers stamped on my media fast, no, I don't know. think I'll be having yeah, any exactly. of that, messing I don't around think with you that. you will
0: be either. But there you go. The rest of the punters, sorry viewers, you will be.
1: And I think I noticed the prices have gone up. I was walking past one of the um, alcohol trucks this morning. Yes? $8.50 for a oh. bourbon and coke premix oh, in a can. It yeah. really
2: is. They run, the of, they run the risk. Aren't I they run the risk. I think the
1: beers were about $7 or seven fifty, and mm, the, Yeah, and, 7 sounds yeah. about
0: because I think they were six fifty last year. I can't remember. Um. Somewhere around there. Something horrendous. And they'll probably crack it as you walk away
1: so you can't save it up for later. And
2: yep, that'll be That's it. it. Page forty-two of this weekend, this week's uh, auto action uh, of the twentieth uh, episode, e- episode, episode twelve seventy-eight, <laughs> um, uh, is a uh, profile on um, South Australian's Bryce Washington, who's uh, ditched the the NAT Rad uh, Lamborghini uh, GT Championship uh, the... contention to, uh, to focus Plus on his track. Career Cup aspirations yeah. with Sonic, as we mentioned last year. And it's very interesting to notice that in his profile here, it said, "What makes me smile." Sausage.com. Obviously been listening to the podcast and has become an
0: avid lover of the little sausage. Even though the website hasn't changed for about three years. Well actually that's not true. <laughs> oh, changed a quick recently. <laughs> oh I don't three. know, has it? You've
1: got to go there and look. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you What was the other thing? There was something else in this profile that I liked. Oh, ask, yes. you know, the questions? What were the questions
2: we well, were There asked? was a question that, that was answered here It was quite <laughs> interestingly. Um, I'd most like to have a drink with I oh think yeah. your, Hugh it's Hefner. Just, your, I'd most like to have a drink with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's because, not Duncan See, when Alan Simonson did his profile He said, I'd most like to have a drink with Hugh Hefner because I want to, I want to, I want to uh, talk about the deal, the takeover deal that I'm planning. <laughs> but this weekend, Bryce Washington's gone. I'd most like to have a drink with Hugh Hepner, so I can cut Alan Simonson's grass. <laughs> yes, uh, it's um. Say that. <laughs> Does it? Does No, no, it's the rusty sausage bit. <laughs> Who was the other bit? Anyway, that's uh, that,
3: that's that's it. Wait, so, so everybody's well, going pretty good, Bryce? I've got A couple of things in here. His favourite possession is his 52-foot cruiser. Yep. <laughs> What'd he do with a million bucks? He'd go on a long holiday. <laughs> oh, he's a stressed bloke. <laughs> he is, exactly. Um, oh, good on him. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, dear me. And he, and he owns an Apple iPhone, obviously. Yeah, outlook on life, the view from his apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, right there. um, The other
2: day I couldn't sleep, Friday night, uh, got up very early on Saturday morning, turned on the TV, and lo and behold, there was the uh, National Nationwide uh, Series in 10 HD NASCAR. How good was it to watch in-car NASCAR on HD? Very very cool. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing a whole lot of high definition uh, transmission here in Australia this year. And I think that there's even something here in uh, Auto Fiction this week about that Bathurst will be in HD this year. Well it? Yes. So I, I just wouldn't want to be. Uh, well, I'm going to be getting right into it and you know reading something. But I think uh, yes, set to start high definition broadcast is set to start from Bathus 1000.
1: Multicasting or not multicasting? Oh, mate, I don't know. Guys Come on, an man. Interesting multi-casting if Multicasting, to do Greg Topher, don't go away. You are a
2: famous Bianti Series racing car driver, and also a bit of a peddler around the old Amaru track. Come and relive a few moments with us. Come on, Greg. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh you can read auto action later <laughs> after you tell us about that di- that day you shunted Steve Williams at StopGo. No I didn't. Oh.
4: <laughs> he was brake testing me. That <laughs> <It> was Lindsay. <laughs> Hello, mate,
2: how are you? Good thank you. You've done heaps of uh, historic racing over the years. What's uh, what do you what are your fondest
4: memories? Uh since the first uh, race at Amaru in about uh, 11, November 1979. So um that was, a, that was a historic racing before it was actually historic. <laughs> Appendix J they called it. Uh, it. Yeah, re- rebirth the Appendix J. I think the trips to Western Australia was very good. Uh, we sort of the first couple of years we got paid to go over there. Sky Skywest Airline Mob that gave us money to go over there was, it was very good. we made about three trips over there. But to get to run at all the good circuits with the well, the big boys then. So I mean the, the actual classes, the rebirth of Appendix J has been well since eighty, so. 26 years old now and as you know there's a lot of sort of blokes getting it now Jim Richards and uh, he, um Bowie's going Se- to run this ba- week ba- a gonna drive a Camaro this weekend Seaton, and Glenn, Glenn Seaton, Seaton was going to be run running but I think uh, I'm not sure but I think the Mustang he was going to drive had a bit of a problem so he might get in Stewell's Escort. Which is Who's, Whose Mustang was it? It was uh, uh, actually Drew Margette. Okay. Who now runs a fastback 351 Windsor, a yellow, beautiful yellow car? He sold it to guy in Western Australia, and, and Jim's bought it back. But Jim's also building a sprint, which is not ready yet. So, but I think the 68 notchback he's running now will be quicker than the sprint.
3: So, it going to be a good thing. The sprint—it's been a long time coming. He's been building that for yeah. the last three years. How did the Appendix J name
4: change to become Historic? Is it still called Appendix J underneath uh, it all, or...? Well, no, I think, well, maybe in the CAMS manual, but no, I think it's New South Wales. End. Is in. Is in New South Wales, it's Appendix J? New South Wales still bags along with it, but I think it's a dud name for the class. Like, uh, the Victorias, their club's called, uh, you know, the Victorian <laughs> Historic Touring Car Association, and everything, but I think they should sort of get more modern names, because you know, people cannot cannot relate. Younger people, they love the old cars, but they cannot relate to what like, is any a show. X,
3: What is a Penix yeah. J? mean?
4: they say, "Well, are you been to the doctor or something?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's right. <Yeah. laughs> Where'd you buy that Mustang from the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so, you know, I mean, the cars might look old and they're very shiny, obviously, but uh, there's a lot of a uh, high tech underneath these cars these days i mean they stop a lot better at Bathurst than they used to
4: yeah well i think they go around about like about 25 or 30 seconds quicker than they actually did in the day but i mean that's it's, it's modern technology can't actually
3: it? here's a little bit of a trivia for you the hqs were at Bathurst last week for the first time in 10 years and they were 10 seconds a lap faster than what they were 10
4: years ago and a standard like that that's talking about the hqs the two oh two six six-cylinder things yep. or the old hq series we all know they go around quicker than an xy T like the moffat drove in the day so that's how that's how good tires have come and springs because in the six the class you know springs and shocks are free whereas the old xy but you think an xy with all that grunt and they did have good year racing tires and blow the doors of a 2026 on the three in the tree wouldn't
3: you i reckon the brake material would have improved too especially yeah, helps, with that uh, rear drum
2: yeah. Yeah, that's uh, very. I works. think I think every um, embedded in everyone's memory, even if you're not uh, too familiar with, with motor racing, would be the Kevin Bartlett. Going up and over at the the top of the hill there in the old Channel Nine Camaro, blaming the tyre and getting out, walking up 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 and and on the track, want,
4: pointing at it. Pointing I want, at I, want it. <laughs> I want disc brakes, not drums. Yeah. After that, and, uh, and if they did that today, you'd be called up and charged. Ronnie Dixon in the Barbecues Galore
2: Camaro, so there's a, it's a mm-hmm. bit of old stuff there. Yeah. But uh, they seem to keep moving around. Um, do these cars like we're seeing the, the the price of like an XY road car like is even Phase Three um, commanding a million dollars? can the same value be
4: uh, achieved with race cars? And, uh, because they're, they're not replicas like as in, in, in Group C and A now in historic racing they've got to be the genuine car which makes them worth a fair bit of money and people don't drive them as hard but the, the, with the Tarana actually ones and the charges and all that they can be just like a two door done up the same so they won't but you know like a, 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 It'd be a, interesting to see what one of Moffat's if Bowden ever decide to sell one of the phase threes from the day I reckon you'd see that fetch in excess mm. of a million dollars. Yeah, because of tarot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, its history. Yeah, I think they about s- uh, and sold an old John French car there a while ago, and unrestored un- just as he raced. And I think he got about seven hundred fifty or eight hundred thousand for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's not a glamour road car, as you were just talking about. This was so. Mm. Uh, and,
3: and not not as much history as if no. it was a Moffat's. Yeah. Do you think is it possible for
2: the these cars that are running around the circuit to be you know quickly changed around to be suitable for tarmac
4: rallying? I don't think it might change much, I don't think they'd have to change much at all. Ride height, a little bit no, of stuff like I, that. I don't, I, from what I understand what you guys do, I don't think there'd be a lot in it.
2: So it sounds like there's a lot of potential to bolster the uh, tarmac rallying ranks.
4: Mm. Yeah, if some, well actually there was a uh, car on, on sale on my 105 that had, uh, actually we passed on the highway on the way down from Sydney and it was a 289 Mustang and I think it had been done up the target but in the ad it had N, N, NBNC yeah, historic car or a Targa car and it had a number 289 on the door I noticed it going up the highway so it must have sold so it didn't last long so whoever bought it can either do Targa stuff with it or you can little change a little bit either go historic touring car. Um, well, they would be more eligible in the C3 class would they probably I than would, C2 I'm,
2: I'm because not, they're I a mean, bit more widely I'm modified. Really Jack that. what do you think?
3: Um, do you know that it'd be a mixture of the two I think the componentry you'd be fine for a C2 car but C3 uh, what would probably uh, tip it into a C3 class would be not having the original dash, the original, you know, like interior and things like that, which would probably, uh, but then again, you know, you could go put, a, uh, you know, another dash in it and a, a couple of other bits and pieces and, and still run it in uh, in Targa as a C2 car.
2: So do a lot of these cars still have a valid rego or they're eligible to be able to get rally rego? Yeah, wouldn't be hard. So they, they could be quite strong competitors. Hard, yeah. JP. Johnny. <laughs> well, well I think we're about to wrap it up Because there's a vaU party on tonight And uh, it's uh, keeper's are buying the beer And I think we all want a bit of a uh, bit of a Night out Thanks uh, for so Greg for your, for your uh, Historical thoughts
0: Historical as opposed to hysterical
2: Keithy thanks for stopping in And listening to me earlier than you really need to Mate hey, look
3: <laughs> on, just Here, Here it comes. Comes. After this, just, you know
2: Shut up Exactly Let me know uh.
1: <laughs> You're, you'll nice. be right. He'll have a radio and a TV on the weekend. <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't worry, it won't be the first and last time you will be here and be telling me to get stuff over the weekend. <laughs> thanks, JP. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks, Chris.
4: Not a problem. Yeah, Thank thanks, you, Rusty Chris. Sausage.
2: Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. See you later.
1: <laughs> Sleep have fun, Eclipseal. <laughs>